0: What's up, Freaks? It's your boy Marty here to introduce this episode of Tales from the Crypt. Matt O'Dell and I sat down with the CTO from Commerce Block, Tom Trevison, to talk about Mercury Wallet, uh, the software they're building to implement state chains so that we can uh, get another second layer scaling solution and privacy solution built on top of Bitcoin. It's a very interesting episode. If you guys are interested in state chains, I highly recommend you pay attention to this one. We dive in, talk about the trade-offs, uh, uh, the security benefits, the privacy benefits, everything that's going on. I'm really excited to see state chains in the wild, and uh, I think Tom does an incredible job of explaining them, and I'm very happy that him and the team at Commerce Block are building out Mercury wallets so that we can get them to market. This episode of Tales from the Crypt was brought to you by our good friends at the motherfucking Casher. <coughs> You freaks already know all about them, but if you don't know about them, if you already know about them, then you shouldn't not know about them. But if any of you are out there and you don't know about them, Cash App's helping you stack sats, send sats, sell sats, receive sats, and you can make sats a standard. We're saying sats, 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 because we're no longer buying fractions of Bitcoin. We're buying whole sats, tens of sats, hundreds of sats, thousands of sats, tens of thousands, millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, if you're balling out. You can make sats to send, or you can DCA in the sats, too. If you want to buy daily, weekly, or bi-weekly, you can set it and forget it. We've got to figure out when we need to front-run Matt O'Dell. He admitted it last night in a rabbit hole recap that he changed his daily buy, so we need freaks to get out there and start their daily buys at, at random hours just so we have confidence that at least one of you is front-running Matt O'Dell. Uh, on top of the sats stacking, stack slivers of stonks, if you're into the stonk market, You can invest in stocks, okay? I know all of you aren't into the stonks. You're not big stonk fans. The option's there, right? If your favorite stonk's a little too expensive, you can buy as little as $1 via the Cash App because all this is connected to your bank account. There's no four to five day waiting periods. Cash App may even be your bank account. They're offering account number and routing numbers so that you can direct deposit your paychecks into the Cash App. Bank of the future. Check it out. Use the code STACKINGSATS when you do. It's S T A C K I N G S A T S. You're going to get $10. And $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. Enjoy this, Rip. I learned a lot. I hope you do too.
1: Take care.
0: What is up freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. It's your boy Marty Bent here. Uh first podcast recording in my uh my three week uh getaway from the United States, uh in the islands. I've got a I've got a new uh studio here. I think it's much better than the one I have been recording out of. Uh but Matt and I are very excited for this conversation. We're sitting down with Tom uh uh God, we were going over your last name. Taverthan.
2: <laughs>
0: T- Trevithan, Trevithan. Uh, Trevithan uh, from Commerce Block, the CTO of Commerce Block, uh, a company that launched the uh, Mercury Wallet on Bitcoin's testnet a couple of weeks ago. We wrote about it. It's an implementation of State Change, which is a second layer solution that uh, we have been writing about and talking about, but uh, wondering whether or not it would ever get implemented. So it seems like Mercury Wallet has uh launched an implementation of state change and we're just excited to learn about it and to talk with you tom to learn about why you guys built this to learn about state change in general so i think to start just learn a little bit about you and what you do at commerce block uh i I guess how how did you find yourself in this position particularly working on state chains
2: um yeah so so my background is uh i was uh like a physicist i worked at university doing research, um, uh, mainly in, in kind of you know, theory and, and computation. So, computational modeling. Um, and then a few years ago, uh, I, I made the decision to kind of leave academia and uh, haven't looked back, to, back since then. Um, i kind of enjoying startup life, which I think is more exciting, more kind of dynamic. Um, so yeah, so I, uh, I joined Commerce Block, must be about two and a half years ago. Um, and they were just starting out um, and at Commerce Block, we've um, essentially we uh, what we were previously doing was was creating uh, kind of blockchain solutions for clients um, who wanted to um, uh, tokenize things. So we had this this big client uh, called uh, DGLD. They wanted to tokenize gold, um, and uh, so we um, created a uh, a platform for them to do this based on uh, elements which uh, liquid is based on um and uh, so they, they wanted a uh, uh, their own you know they wanted to 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 have uh, you know permission control over this so um they wanted like KYC integration and stuff and so uh, we we forked elements and created uh, uh, basically a platform for them to use to tokenize this gold um and the idea was that this is all um, backed up by Bitcoin's immutability and proof-of-work, so we developed this protocol to um, uh, Basically utilize Bitcoin's immutability, which goes a bit beyond uh, just simple timestamping um, That uh, uses use this kind of idea Peter Todd's of like a single-use seal so that you can prove uniqueness of this uh, secondary chain, so it's basically an asset an asset backed uh, sidechain um, and so this is what we've been working on for the past, yeah, kind of couple of years, um, but we've struggled really to get kind of traction. We, we our, our big argument, this is a great way to to scale, and you know, the, the whole idea of, of issuing tokens on Ethereum is that there's, there's huge scalability problems and that, you know, if you wanted to, uh, you know, verify the ownership of uh, something, verify the ownership of the token on Ethereum. You have to verify the whole Ethereum blockchain, which is growing bigger and bigger all the time. So, so basically this, we, we our, our motivation for this kind of approach was a scalability one. Um, but really we've struggled to find attraction um, and issues with uh, um, uh, integration, exchange integrations, um, and, uh, you know, competing against uh, the kind of big players, you know, e- EOS and all these people, that are essentially funding people to um, use their platforms. Right. Um, so, so we went in, yeah, kind of went on from this. We, we did get interest from a few people doing kind of privacy-based uh, sidechains, kind of separate from, from Liquid that would be... Excuse, excuse me. Side chains. Matt,
0: Matt, there's something going on with your computer or something. It's like putting in this loud noise. I think it's going to mess up the audio
1: is it really is it coming from my yeah.
0: side yeah it's definitely coming from you um it happens on rhr too but since you record the audio it doesn't mess that up i think it would mess this up though Can you just mute while you're not talking yeah there we go perfect sorry tom <laughs> no
2: worries. um yeah so essentially we've we've kind of uh started to well it, yeah we got some interest in, in doing privacy-based sidechains but then the the real kind of thing uh, that kind of pivoted us is that we got interest from someone to work with us to, to develop a, like a a, a discrete lock contract based uh, system and, and one of the so we, we they want they wanted to provide some kind of derivative based uh, platform and we suggested discrete lock contracts on, on bitcoin um but one of the big problems that we have with discrete lock contracts uh um i guess you're familiar with the the idea of dlc's and and Mm-hmm. How they work—that um, you have basically a kind of blinded oracle which provides the, you know, a, a signature which can be used to to settle this contract one way or the other. Um, but the big, real big problem with DLCs was the the, the problem of like capital lockup. Um, so obviously, if you enter a, uh, a DLC with someone and it's supposed to, you know, mature at a certain date, say with some oracle providing some price. Um, you know, you, you, your your capital is locked up in that contract for that time, and so one of the things we'd 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 been aware of this uh, uh, state chain idea from from Ruben Samsung, you know, kind of uh, last year, and we thought this would be a really great way of being able to um, actually change the ownership of one position of a, a discrete law contract uh, without having to do any on chain transaction. So the, the this was our original motivation to, for looking at this was that we wanted to uh, yeah uh, have a, a system where we could um enable say discrete contracts to be freely traded or the positions to be freely traded without having to necessarily do an on-chain transaction. So that kind of sparked our interest in it. And then I guess when when we started to think about actually how we we're going to implement this it grew from there and we are thinking basically all the the advantages that this gives us in terms of privacy um and Privacy seems to be a a kind of quite profitable kind of business at the moment, um, and uh, yeah, and and we we you know we looked at the market and, and seeing that you know we've seen privacy wallets, privacy um, you know Wasabi Samurai, you know having a uh, creating quite a lot of mindshare and 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 you know and also earning quite a lot of money. So so this seemed to be a, a, an interesting way to, to pivot and. Also, from a, a kind of, you know, a uh, personal point of view, it's more interesting working on Bitcoin. Um, and everyone loves, that's what everyone really wants to do, is, 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 is do Bitcoin things. Um, so, so yeah, we, so we, we got excited about this and, and we're going ahead and, um, and creating an implementation. Pretty much finished the kind of back end of this. Um, now we're kind of working on a wallet, uh, which can use this.
0: Yes, it's incredible. Actually, using state chains as a solution to solve the the capital lockup of DLCs is, is extremely novel. It makes a lot of sense because you can just you know, trade out of that position if you want to, again, without touching the train, without actually having to make an on-chain transaction, just pass that along. So I think using that as an example is probably a good jumping in point to explain state chains, how they... Uh, maybe compare to something like a Lightning Network as a second layer solution. What are the differences? What are what are the trade offs, yeah. uh, <clears throat> and how and, and why you think they're important?
2: Okay, yeah. So, um, so really, I guess it, getting down to the the simplest kind of ex- explanation or analogy. I mean, it comes down what was the simplest way you could uh, do a, an off chain transfer of ownership of. Uh, say in the first instance just say a, a, a Bitcoin UTXO and the, the very naive thing you could say is well just give someone the private key <clears throat> um, which could work but it's not secure because the previous owner uh, obviously you know has to be trusted to delete the, the, their private key and not use it to then steal the output so we I mean, no one would ever trust uh, someone just uh you know (laughs) giving them a private key uh to a bitcoin output um unless you
0: unless you hold a ballet
2: wallet yeah yeah of course yeah and and well (laughs) well this is this is the kind of a good way of looking at it it's like a virtual open dime so Mm -hmm. that's obviously open dime solved it with with a kind of trusted hardware where you you know you trust the uh the 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 what the stick they've produced and that it's not been tampered with um and that, therefore, the um, uh, you know the, the key is is no one can know the key. Um, so the basic, yeah. So essentially, the basic idea of state chains is that you basically, yeah. So you're basically passing around ownership of a single UTXO, um, and that's the first important thing to understand about it. In which is a, a disadvantage, is that you can only transfer whole UTXOs. Um, so comparing that to obviously say. Uh, you know, a federated side chain where you 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 peg in a certain amount of a uh, Bitcoin and then you can trade it around with whoever you want and then peg out an arbitrary amount. Um, in a state chain, you, you essentially you're, you're you're locking up a fixed amount which you can then pass around and then you withdraw uh, that exact same UTXO. Um, so the the way I guess yeah, the way in which it works really is that you you have a a trusted entity. So this—it's uh, clear. I guess it's good to be clear from the outset that this is it requires trust, um, not the same kind of trust as like you'd have with a custodian. Um, however, there is there is trust involved. Um, the uh, the main advantages I think are, which maybe we are going to discuss the subtleties of. Uh, that there is a, a type of, it's, it's non-custodial. Um, uh, the, yeah, the, there's been kind of arguments about what, whether it is really non-custodial. Uh, Ruben came up with this nice description called, I'd say like preemptively non-custodial, um, and censorship resistant. So in principle, the whole idea of it, well, the whole, the whole um, advantage is that even if the, if, if using a, a, a Money on a state chain, so using a state chain entity or this trusted party, that they your 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 money can never be seized or frozen. Um, uh, and in order for the state chain entity to steal from you, that they, they would have to kind of plan an attack in advance and a fraud in advance. Um, uh, so really, the two real advantages uh, over a fully custodial solution is the fact that yeah, you, you your funds can't be frozen or seized. Um, and also that the uh, the state chain entity can't arbitrarily decide to steal from you. Um, but I guess, yeah, I'll go into exactly where, where the trust is. But so it's essentially, yeah, so on a, on a kind of lower level, exactly what happens is that someone so sort of deposit uh, Bitcoin into the uh, state chain, or we call it, yeah, the state chain entity is the operator of the state chain who must be trusted. Um, and in Ruben's original design, this is goes into a two of two multi-sig. Um, and that one key belongs to the station entity and the other key belongs to the depositor. Um, and in uh, Ruben's original uh, concept um, you'd use some kind of uh, secure way of transferring the key using like adapter signatures. But essentially what would happen is that then the owner, would then transfer ownership of that UTXO to a new person. They would just hand over the key um, uh, to the new uh, owner. And then the state chain entity is basically going to promise only to cooperate with the new owner to co-sign the transaction. But in addition to this, the the first owner and the new owner, uh, the, the state chain entity will co-sign like a, what's called a backup transaction, um, which, enables the current owner and only the current owner to redeem the Bitcoin if the state chain entity disappears and, and uh, or doesn't cooperate. Um, is that, is
0: that similar to green wallet? Um, yes. In a way. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But the, the yeah. issue with state chaining service, you, ne- you need to just like in Lightning, um when you, the new owner's backup transaction has to supersede the previous owner's backup transaction and has to become valid. And so there's, the in Ruben's original idea, the plan was to use like L2-based kind of update mechanism. So the new owner uh, would get a transaction which could always claim the output. Uh, the, if if the if the a previous owner tried to submit an invalid state, just like in Lightning, uh, then the true owner has a, has a, a, a transaction which uh, can then take the output. So it need to kind of watch watch the chain and make sure that the previous owner doesn't submit. A, uh, expired uh, backup transaction. Um, so we don't have L2 at the moment and we may not <laughs> for a long time. Uh, and I think it's uh, um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a dangerous game to play to wait for these kind of protocol <laughs> upgrades. Um, yes. Because L2,
0: free freaks, you don't understand we're not saying L2 like the letter L2 layer 2, we're saying L2, E-L-T-O-O this is something that many second layer solutions have been waiting for, but it requires a change at the protocol level. Yeah, correct? yeah. this is kind
2: of the like sig hash no input, so it's basically new new sig hash type. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, but there are alternatives to this, and one of them is to use like time locks, imp- incrementing time locks, so that you can essentially say the uh, the um, the new owner basically can claim, use their backup transaction earlier than the previous owner. Um, so this does have some, unfortunate. I mean, with, with uh, L2, you could essentially have kind of billions and billions of updates. Uh, but with the kind of a time lock based solution, you do limit um, the, uh, the kind of number of transfers you can have and also the amount of time people are going to have to wait in a, a kind of a backup situation. Which is, is, you know, it should be clear that the backup situation is, is kind of only if everything goes wrong, in the station entity is mm-hmm. shut down or, or blown up. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so using this, this kind of decrementing time lock solution, um, in addition, we, um, we have a, a, a slightly different approach to, to Ruben's original uh, specification is, is that um, we have this key recycling mechanism. Uh, which increases the, basically the, the security, um, but relies upon this multi-party computation uh, way of doing a, basically a a two of two signing. So uh, instead of using a two or two multi-sig, we have a single split between the state chain and what, um, uh, I'm here. I just shut my video exactly. off. Of this. <laughs> this is exactly this is exactly what um, uh, say uh, Chris Belcher is doing for his point swap um, implementation. So, I mean, the, the we 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 have to use this two-party ECDSA because of our key update uh, mechanism. Um, but it does have other really great advantages in that you have a much bigger anonymity set. Um, you have a smaller on-chain. Kind of uh, transaction size, uh, which saves in fees, and, feeds. Um, and that to to anyone you know on the on the blockchain, this just looks like a, a any other single you know to pay pay to public key hash um, output. Um, so yeah, so so a bit about this uh, this key update m- mechanism, um, which gives one of the one of the, the crucial properties uh, of the fact that the it makes the whole thing kind of hack proof. So um the what what happens is that when you you basically when you when you someone deposits uh funds onto the the the, the state chain uh they uh generate a, a shared public key shared two two private key shares but shared public key. um money's paid to that um uh, bitcoin's paid to that public key um and then when the ownership is transferred to a new owner what happens is that the new owner generates their own private key Um, And then we do a multi-party computation between the state-chain entity the old owner and the new owner and We actually update the private key of the state-chain entity such that it now uh, Can only be used to sign the UTXO with the new owner and So so long as the state-chain entity deletes their that the previous private key share then the old owner. There's no way that the old owner can uh, uh, that can co-sign to spend the, the Bitcoin. Um, sp- how, sorry.
0: How could you prove that you're deleting those keys? Well, this is the,
2: this is the key thing. So, where there's an element of trust. So if, if the mm-hmm. state-chain entity does what it claims to do and de- actually deletes that key, so you're trusting them to delete that key. If they delete that key, then then the, the thing is, is completely secure. And An old owner can never uh, collude with a state-chain entity Um, to steal money. Uh, Obviously, the station entity can't be hacked uh, by an old owner to steal the money because the key is gone. Um, But that's the critical thing, is that you need to trust the station entity to actually delete that key um, for the whole thing to be secure. Um, So there's several ways you can go about that. I mean, essentially, it is always going to be, to a certain extent, reliant on some kind of trust. Um, What we're... we're, um, currently implementing a uh, a kind of hardware uh, trusted execution environment solution where we use a a trusted enclave that's capable of doing like remote attestation. Uh, I don't know if you know like Intel SGX, um, uh, which uh, enables you to, well, to to, to basically do, obviously you're you're kind of preventing kind of, uh, you know, people, so hackers who had had like physical access to the machine, or um, from from basically watching the the system and had root access and could kind of you know record old key shares. Um, also, you can do some remote attestation, so you can you can actually prove to your well, give you know given the assumptions of the the trusted hardware um, that you're actually performing the deletion that you claim to be.
1: But um, it's
2: another- it's an unsolvable oh. aspect
1: of the of the implementation and that's fine it just is what it is right yeah, because yeah. like you could always be the old owner and if you're the old owner exactly yeah right then yeah. that whole tr- you have to trust the coordinator no matter what
2: yeah 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 you, you have to um and there's things you can obviously that that's what it's going to boil down to is uh the 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 trust and the reputation of the uh the coordinator so there, there are other, there are other options is, is further splitting the key and becoming uh, more of a federation so that then um, you can say, split the key say of the of the state-tuned entity three ways, and maybe have three different kind of organizations. And if any one of those deletes the key, then the whole thing is, is secure. Um, but yeah, so, so it, but fundamentally, yeah, it is, you are trusting the state-tuned entity to delete the key. Yes.
0: Um, and- but I'm a big fan of economic incentives, basically disincentivizing any collusion from a state chain
2: entity or coordinator yeah, like, yeah.
0: moving against their their clients. So what are the economic incentives for you guys not to collude? I yeah. Guess? So I think
2: that this whole thing doesn't protect you against a malicious state chain entity. A malicious state chain entity could decide to conduct a fraud against a user and steal from them. But an honest state chain entity who is hacked, uh, who has been operating honestly, or a state entity who is, say, taken over by the authorities, or subpoenaed or something, has no power to, to actually uh, seize funds, unlike, say, a, a custodian. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the the that's the the fundamental kind of um, trust trade-off. But another thing that another feature that we've added. Um, is well it's that the state chain itself I mean, it's called a state chain <laughs> because you actually have a chain of signatures uh, which determines ownership of the UTXO um, and that this this actually is is a proof of your ownership um, and so you ever any, any user who's stolen from has evidence that they've been stolen from um, so that yeah you essentially have a, a proof of, of fraud and um, Mm-hmm. and that this uh this 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 proof of ownership is kind of attested to bitcoin so that you have this kind of uh proof that nothing's been double spent um everything is uniquely owned um yeah and then you're basically you're relying upon the station entity being trustworthy um but in a way i think as a as a business y- that there is some there is some virtue in that because you know, the, the trust element enables you to create a, a brand and a reputation. Um, I think the problem with, well, <laughs> from, from, from a business point of view, the problem with completely trustless, um, uh, kind of protocols is that, that there's no, there's no money to be made from a, a, a business point of view, you know, cause there, there's no, uh, requirement for any, uh, kind of, uh, reputation. Um, so yeah, you can always kind of, it's a race to the bottom if you're providing kind of, you know, uh, completely trustless services. Cause obviously anybody can do it. Anybody can be anonymous mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and do that. So, so yeah. So I guess that's a, an overview of the, the, the basic underlying, uh, kind of mechanism by how this works. Um, but then, yeah, I can go on to talk if you want about the, the kind of privacy applications we're thinking about and doing doing essentially off-chain coin swaps. Um, yes.
0: So, so I definitely I want to jump more into that and then because I want to jump into that and how limited is the scope of the applications of a state chain layer due to the fact that you need uh, equal size UTXs.
2: Yeah, so so the the equal size UTXOs thing is, I guess, a big problem for some applications. Um, so I mean, I really like the idea of doing some kind of you know, you could do some kind of um, uh, you know, non custodial, proactively non custodial um, exchange. Um, but the 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 thing that the fixed size UTXOs hampers there is uh, the uh, um, the fact that yeah, you you can't really make up. Uh, arbitrary amounts um so uh i guess in the using it for payments is an issue because you you i mean you can have a wallet with say you know certain fixed amounts just like you do you know you pay for a um you you pay with with cash i mean you can obviously you know you you (laughs) you have certain fixed denomination notes or coins and in a transaction, you can obviously receive a, you know, some other change. Um, and there's ways to do this, that you can kind of minimize the number of coins you need. Um, uh, so, so that is one limitation, but I think, I think uh, if you know, with the right kind of user interface, uh, this can be kind of overcome, uh, quite, quite easily. Um, if people don't have to do that, uh, kind of coin selection, you know, um, Manually, and, and if the, the the swapping, the change swapping is kind of made, kind of seamless. Um, so fixed amounts though can help for for kind of privacy um, uh, applications. So um, the doing doing coin swaps. So obviously, choosing certain fixed amounts, you can maximise the uh, the number of potential. Yeah, the, the anonymity set and the number of potential uh, other people you can swap coins with um, so yeah the the uh, what the service that we're planning to kind of when when we have our full implement, implementation um, is <clears throat> a, a, essentially a coin swapping service um, so this uh, essentially would mean you know users come along with a fixed denomination UTXO so point one Bitcoin say, um, and then join a, uh, basically register that coin with a swapping service, um, like a coordinator. And then, um, that this would be swapped with other users, um, coins. Um, so what we've done is we've, we've implemented a, a, a scheme to do this, which is kind of quite, quite similar to, um, the zero link, uh, protocol that say Wasabi uses uh to blind the uh to to blind the the basically the the swap um matching uh from the coordinator itself so I mean so it's doing these kind of off-chain coin swaps um you I guess there's well you're you're getting two layers of privacy one is privacy from the blockchain itself so that you're not publishing uh the the swap on chain uh, and so that that the the, the on chain transaction graph uh, is not telling you, you know, who's swapped with who um, But then the coordinator itself obviously can record information about uh, You know, which which coin has swapped with which coin um, However, with this protocol which is a yeah, bit like, like the, the, the zero link uh, protocol um, using blinded signatures <clears throat> essentially If you have a, a group of say users say there's four of them, Um, they each register that they they want to swap uh, 0.1 Bitcoin coin for someone else's 0.1 Bitcoin coin. Um, This coordinator essentially takes those four coins and then randomly assigns each one of those coins to another random individual in the group. Um, And then with a a blinded token and using a a new Tor connection, um, you then uh, are able to basically receive a, a... a coin a new coin uh, which wasn't yours um, and although you know which coin you swapped it with the coordinator doesn't know who swapped with who um, so the yeah the, the real aim with this is that we're hoping to make this kind of very quick and easy so it's a trade. I mean like I said it's a trade-off between obviously you have to trust the, the station entity and this uh, coordinator um, Although they never have custody of your funds, Um, but this can happen very quickly. These are kind of almost instant transactions, Um, so that we're hoping that yeah, that this will be enable much higher kind of frequency of swaps, so people can kind of join the system, and then you know do these very very fast rounds of swaps with lots lots of individuals, Um, and uh, and yeah, and then when they're ready, go back on chain. Um, and that we've removed a lot of that um, that, that transaction graph <clears throat> information away from the chain and hidden it from the coordinator as well.
1: So, I mean, the key here is that you need to do multiple swaps so that you don't have to trust the person you're swapping with because they know what their previous yeah, swap was, right? So is, what's the fee structure? Is there What's the plan fee
2: structure here? How does that work? So yeah, I mean, we, we thought about this, and the, the trouble is, it's uh, it's almost impossible to charge a fee for swaps or transfers um, <clears throat> because of this this fixed amount restriction, this fixed UTXO. Um, so we think the best way of doing it is just charging a, a, a fee, say on withdrawal. So um, the that an fee. Entry. Yeah, entry and entry and withdrawal. Um, the the issue we had with with thinking about charging the fee on uh deposit <clears throat> was just from a, a user experience point of view is that um if you're going to pay in from a, uh, a third-party wallet, you would have to explicitly include a, a fee payment as well, um which be uh, like- uh, w- w- may be uh, an issue. Um, well, you could wallet. do
1: it the way Whirlpool did it, right? Where
2: the only way to come in is through your wallet through mercury wallet or yeah 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 when there's one thing that we we can add we originally were going to make the wallet kind of uh in you know a, both a bitcoin and state chain wallet. so you'd have a bitcoin balance and a state coin balance and you could transfer between two and that's where the fee would be, get taken in, in my mind so yeah, we're, yeah. how does
1: the fee get taken on the withdrawal side how does that look
2: uh, so you you basically would have to do a uh, yeah to withdraw you have to get the station entity to cosign and the station entity would just say I'm only going to cosign if this Fair. withdrawal transaction contains an output paying me you know the the the, the fee um, so but then within the uh, state chain every every transfer would be then feeless and free uh, so that's awesome. So, so yeah. swaps, the, the infinite swaps for free, for swaps, no additional yeah. cost. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that, that that's kind of a you could think that that potentially is a like a, a DOS risk because people can just <laughs> spam. Uh, but the the thing is with the 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 time locking of the backup transactions is that you only have a finite amount of uh, swaps you can do. Um, so you can, you can do like five hundred swaps. Um, so, obviously, people I think, I think will be incentivized not to run down that number. Um, because otherwise, then the closer you get to that number, you're then going to have to do a withdrawal and a, a, an on chain transaction. So,
0: yeah, and it's, I mean, having uh entry for the state chain be through the mercury while it makes a lot of sense, you see. Blockstream coming out with Aqua, that new yeah, wallet that yeah. allows people to go between on-chain and liquid pretty easily. It seems like that's becoming a more, uh, or I don't want to say standard, but the precedence being set for that type of interaction with the second layer just to be baked into wallet software inherently. The infinite rounds with no added fees seems like a huge improvement. So what I'm trying to get at here is like how does this compare to coin Join specifically and is it like an inherent uh upgrade matt i think i assume what your answer will be is that you use both or a combination of the two but i think just like from a from a cost of <clears throat> attaining a sufficient privacy perspective like how competitive is this with with a coin joint implementation like wasabi or samurai
1: well, I mean, I was gonna say, but before Tom jumps in here, I mean, the way, because it, I think it seems like really dense uh, topic, um, but from like a high level point of view, the way I'm looking at it right now is, this is basically zero link, which is what we see for Whirlpool. That's that's what Whirlpool and Wasabi is based off of, uh, with slight differences. This seems closer to Whirlpool. Model in terms of like the fee structure and the incentives, I think it's you know all else equal it seems like a privacy improvement in terms of effectiveness with additional trust. You add trust yep. to the system to accomplish that improvement um, in in privacy, and that trust being, if the coordinator wants to be malicious, they can take your funds. If if a malicious coordinator in in traditional zero link schemes um don't can't can't take your funds they can they yep, can yep.
2: just de- de- degrade your privacy yeah that's right yeah so i guess it's about that trade-off i mean i guess it sits somewhere between a, a fully centralized mixer and uh, the you know the the whirlpool wasabi uh coin joints where yeah you always retain full custody you always you know no one can steal your money uh, in those protocols um So yeah, it's a trade-off that you get this potentially uh, increased kind of anonymity set. Um, uh, Also, uh, yeah, but you're not you're not giving your money directly to uh, a custodian like you do with a a centralized mixer. So it sits somewhere. Yeah, I'd say it sits sits somewhere in between those. uh, And
1: the beauty there is, the beauty there is historically, even though a custodial mixer. Um, provides great on chain privacy if you can trust the custodian. Um, they've been a massive regulatory target. So I think what Ruben has been saying is legal custodialship, which is this idea yeah. that if you're acting in good faith, <clears throat> a, a regulator shouldn't consider you a custodian. Uh, because you can't take funds or seize funds in that situation, yeah, um, yeah, which is a massive improvement in terms of regulatory protection. And then I just wanted to say in terms of I really like the idea that you basically leaned into this issue with state change that it's single denomination because on privacy, that's desirable. You don't really have a choice
2: anyway. That's not even a state change yeah, limitation yeah. there. So you're kind of, yeah, if you're just going to, if people kind of standardize the 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 value of the coins they use and you massively increase yeah. The, yeah, the, the privacy for all of those. If, if suddenly, you know, you've got thousands and thousands of point one, point zero one 0.01 Bitcoin UTXOs, um, that, that, that does, yeah, just increase a lot. The, the ability of, you know, the, 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 the ability of people to kind of mix and swap. and. Um, but yeah, the, you're right about the, the regulatory thing. I mean, that's a key, that's a big thing for a business as well that you, um, Yeah. I mean, it is a kind of, it's a bit of a regulatory hack really, um, to do this, that you can, you're, you're running a centralized trusted service, but no one can come and say to you, please seize this. Um, you you know, it's non-custodial because we haven't, uh, we haven't, um, recorded these keys we haven't colluded in with them therefore we're completely powerless yeah and you you can't
0: move the coins by yourself yeah. unless you're yeah. the counterparty in in the state chain transaction as well um nah, that's is fascinating this is and again this is something that's Ruben wrote about it last year we've been talking about it but not until your announcement uh, a week or two ago that you were launching Mercury wallet on uh, test net or Bitcoin's test net. Like I haven't heard anybody even attempting to, to uh, create an implementation. So I'm just like extremely excited that I'm sure you guys have been vocal about it for a while and I just missed it, but. Uh... Yeah.
2: Well, we started, we started kind of working on it, I guess back in kind of April, May this, this year. Um, So the first step is obviously to get it all, Working properly, kind of protocol wise, command line wise. Um, and so the current, when we say Mercury wallet, at the moment, it's a very simple kind of command line uh, client. Um, uh, but we're now working on a, you know, a the a, 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 a full kind of final uh, GUI um, uh, wallet, which hopefully will be ready in a, a month or two.
0: Awesome. Then- what is, how's the uh, reception on Testnet been? How's how has the software been?
2: Yeah, you know, everything's uh, working. At, I don't know if many people have actually tested it. I mean, it's yeah, it's quite uh, technically involved. You know, if if the way well, I mean, we should probably do another launch with maybe an easier to use um, client. You know, at the moment, anybody would have to download the Rust and compile the Rust themselves. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so a few people tried it though.
0: If any of you Rust devs who listen to this podcast are out there get on it i'd love to see this tested out and so what are what are the plans so you want to have a gui within a month hopefully yeah um what where do we go from there is there something or an amount of data you're looking to observe on testnet before you guys launch yeah, the I mean, main we'll keep, net product or we'll
2: keep doing we we'll keep doing testing um and you know we want it's a new thing i mean I guess we kind of do like a, a soft launch where, you know, we would tell people to uh, maybe not, not put serious amounts of money in it to start with, a bit like when Lightning uh, was launched, uh, don't be reckless um, and uh, yeah. And uh, essentially build up confidence, make sure, cause it's a new, it's a new protocol, it's a new model. Um, we need to make sure it's it's very robust and secure. Um, and yeah hopefully this will basically start happening kind of over the over into the new year um yeah and then i mean and then yeah moving on to uh, other kind of applications is is very interesting as well uh and we still we still have this uh you know discrete like contract use case um in mind uh and so it'd be yeah that, that'd be a really cool thing to do as well
0: yeah we're We're big fans of DLCs here.
2: Yeah, yeah. There seems a lot of promise there to to create, um, you know, to to create kind of, uh, yeah, derivatives. Derivatives that can be traded, I think, could be very powerful. You could have, like, synthetic dollars and things. Mm -hmm. It can be.
0: Yes. So you're working on all this very interesting tech. I'm interested to learn more about you, the person, Tom. Like, are you interested in this stuff because of the tech, the liberating nature of the technology,
2: and do you like the sound money aspect? It's, like yeah. I mean, originally I was drawn to the, the technology. Um, and then I think there's, there's something about this. I know quite quite a lot of uh, uh, people who've uh, who's studied physics are really into to Bitcoin. There's something very um, alluring about this, this kind of a proof of work and the fact that you have this, uh, you know, this global state, uh, which is, is kind of, it, it's there's an objectivity to it, which is, is very, um, very fascinating that you have this, this single, uh, global, um, state, which is completely kind of, uh, uh you know, no one can control it. Um, and that you have this kind of this huge amount of energy that goes into securing it um, it's a really really fascinating kind of machine when you <laughs> kind of look at it um, and so I think that was, that was originally the, the big the big draw for me I mean I've always been I've always really been into cryptography as kind of a hobby and and really fascinated by um, kind of modern cryptography and all the magical things that it can do zero knowledge proofs and and uh all this kind of stuff um but yeah the more i've got the more i've got into bitcoin the more kind of convinced i've become about how kind of um revolutionary it is going to be um in terms of yeah kind of undermining all kinds of established kind of power structures um and this the it's really weird that you know when you try and explain it to people people can't even it's, it's difficult to even communicate to people that you have this thing that basically is, is incorrect. No one can, no one can control this. No one can, um, uh, corrupt this. Um, and so that's, that, that's, I think it's, it's biggest kind of, um, uh, appeal is this, yeah, this, 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 yeah, this, this way of, of storing value, transacting value that, that is impossible for anybody to stop or, yeah these and yeah the more the more kind of you start to think about the the consequences of how this is going to change the world yeah it's and i don't i don't know the answer to that um i don't you know and i'm not sure about kind of hyper bitcoinization and all these things uh, but i think it's going to be a, a a big a big deal <laughs> in the future
0: that no, I, I uh I actually recently reread Misha Trubitsky's piece on proof of work essentially just being a de- decentralized clock. Like mm. you mentioned, proof of work creating uh, just a state at any given point in time of the ledger. And it's crazy to think. Uh, so I originally came to Bitcoin fascinated by the sound monetary properties and its effect on economics and finance. Mm. But as I get further down the rabbit hole, I just become more drawn in. Uh, more focused on the proof of work aspect just turning energy uh into these hashes that could potentially produce bitcoin uh and it's fascinating when you have the aha moment over proof of work of how it really melds the physical and digital worlds together in a way that's never been done before
2: yeah i mean it's this this kind of like what it's called like thermodynamic <clears throat> immutability you know it's uh, uh that yeah you 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 have this this way of, of, now you have this kind of source of truth now which didn't exist before nothing like it has existed before um, Any yeah the consequences of this is is, is yeah, difficult to really uh, predict
0: um, yeah and it's funny watching people particularly in the, the altcoin world sort of gloss over proof of work and run right to what yeah, I would argue I fundamental
2: solution. misunderstandings uh, and you see a lot the I think people have been involved in in these kind of like um, uh, you know kind of Byzantine fault tolerance uh, protocols and things. It's, I think yeah, there's a misunderstanding that proof of work is just a kind of a, a, a way of nodes to agree, but it's, it's a lot more than that. Um, and uh, and yeah, that that the, the has so many kind of uh, specific properties, uh, and it's the I think it's the, it's the only real kind of permissionless way. To, to have any kind of uh, consensus um but yeah it's kind of yeah it's a it's really incredible thing that you you have this it, yeah it's basically impossible no no it doesn't it doesn't matter who um colludes it doesn't matter who kind of uh the, the subjective opinions of the rest of the world there's this one objective source of truth that anybody can can independently verify um so, yeah, it's kind of yeah I think there's this there's, there's, there's so many unexplored use cases for this as well um uh for for well yeah for for proving things um <clears throat> yeah and,
0: uh,
2: yeah, in a in a trustless way
0: no, I love having conversations with physicists on this podcast, drew Bansal being one of my favorite because he he just naturally takes it too uh the nth degree talking about Bitcoin and space and how this can help us interact with intergalactic communities if they exist and uh dice and spheres and oh, yeah. you know, if you try to play this out if it's if it's successful, like will bitcoin
2: mining eat up all the
0: energy in our solar system
2: mm. that might eat up all the the spare energy you know? right <laughs> but yeah. yeah and that's, that's i guess another thing that people that kind of is slightly annoying about. Criticisms of uh, Bitcoin's energy use is, is again okay, a failure to understand what, what it's actually achieving, um, and that the, the energy isn't wasted. You know, this is uh, um, this is replacing trust essentially, and, and trust is usually very, very energy inefficient <laughs> in the real yeah. world. Um,
0: yeah, people don't know how to calculate and define the opportunity cost of not using that wasted energy to produce bitcoins. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's a learning process. It's a huge learning curve too. Yeah, coming to these like wrapping your head around proof of work, wrapping your head around money to begin with, and then everything you can do with a UTXO. So that's one thing. I have a theory that you could apply Jevin's paradox to a Bitcoin UTXO, and seeing you create uh, a state chain implementation sort of feeds into. Uh, the narrative behind that theory, which is if you can make UTXOs more useful, give them more utility, they will be used more and therefore driving uh, a sufficient fee market to sustain mining with a, with a hard supply cap into the future.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I can see where that's going. Yeah.
0: so why Mercury Wild? Well, what's any, any reason behind the name? Have anything I don't to do I don't know.
2: I don't know if it came from, yeah, I can't remember the exact reasoning for it. Uh, it just sounded uh, good. I think we've used a Mercury name before uh, for some kind of elements stroke liquid <laughs> kind of uh, uh, thing, but yeah, no, I can't, I can't remember the uh, the, the exact uh, uh, name, but I think it's one of these things that just stuck Um and uh and yeah seems to seems to sound quite nice
0: so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no again thank you for for putting in the work to get this implementation to market it's again something we've been talking about um i know it's only on testnet now but the fact that somebody's working on it is incredibly bullish in my
2: mind yeah it's been a lot of fun it's been it's been a, a really fascinating thing to work on um and again this is it's my uh first kind of uh um use of of rust uh in in uh kind of in something real. Um so that's been quite interesting and challenging. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of uh, it's been very interesting and a lot of fun to to, to build this. And it, yeah, everyone's very enthusiastic about it on the team. Um uh so yeah and it's it's one of these things, yeah, I've just got a good feeling about it. I think it might yeah, be in the right place at the right time. Um, and, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, be, be useful. I mean, if it helps with privacy, I
0: think it will certainly be useful. We think that's one of the most needed areas of improvement in the Bitcoin stack is, is privacy tools. So yeah. Another one, another option is just incredible.
1: Um, I just wanted to jump in here real quick. Uh, First of all, um, appreciate the work. You know, I've been very focused, we've been very focused on privacy here for a while now. Um, And we think it is one of Bitcoin's major, uh, you know, UX issues, uh, mostly, uh, in terms of direct, directly right in the face of user. And I I think it's, it's a, it's a major vulnerability too, mostly on the user side. Um, Yeah. The number one thing, for all these systems, is the amount of people we get using them. So, yeah, exactly. do not, do not diminish, do not um, underestimate the importance of the importance of UX here. Like, it, it needs yeah, to be yeah. uh, straightforward for the user, where they can conceptualize it, and and there can't be that many footgun things. Because if if there's a way for the user to shoot themselves in their foot, they probably will. And but yeah. these systems, <laughs> it usually hurts other people's privacy as well because it diminishes. The overall, yeah. Uh, the 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 overall anonymity set. Um, I have a question. The has there been any thought into using this type of implementation as like a private way to do s- like swaps between Lightning and Liquid and on chain? Um, well, I guess there's
2: two two. W- there's been people, lots of people mentioned doing uh, using this on on kind of uh, Lightning channels being able to swap ownership of a uh, line channels in the same way that you swap ownership of a, 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 you know, a position in DLC. Right.
1: Um,
2: and, but yeah, the, 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 you could do swaps again, you, our current model is the, yeah, that you trust, you'd basically trust in the coordinator to do the swap atomically. Um, but there's no reason you couldn't swap anything. Like I, um, I
1: feel like specifically with liquid, it'd be like really easy to implement into something like this. Am I yeah, mistaken there? Yeah, but to there?
2: do, a, to do a, a, a kind of what? An LBTC, BTC swap.
1: Where, where like any, the people who enter the state chain for the swap, the swapping of this in the state chain could be either liquid or on-chain and they could come out either yep. liquid or
2: on-chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, right? That's That's an interesting idea, actually which would be easy because obviously it's the same The obviously swapping with a, a different currency is you have the problem of the fixed amounts but i guess on, on this would be yeah. exactly the same it's already yeah, packed exactly. anyway yeah and that's yeah that's quite an interesting idea like yeah. people would i guess like that because there's more privacy
1: yeah because it'd be it would it'd be interesting that you could come in or out with liquid or on chain It would it yeah. would make an interesting privacy heuristic breaker there
2: yeah yeah, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, and it's the
1: major that. shortfall of liquid right now is coming in and
2: out. Yeah, yeah, because uh, to do a peg out is... is so it could
1: benefit to... both, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Matt about. with Ooh.
0: the hot product tips here <laughs> on, our, on TFTC. Um, Tom, I know we have a hard stop because you have to pick up your children. Is there anything... Uh, we should wrap up with particularly that's on your mind anything to focus
2: on anything uh... um i don't think so in, in particular hopefully i've been able to you know get across everything we, we, we're doing um but yeah i mean if, if it would be great if people were would want to you know help us test it out um also you know everything we do is completely open source um and yeah i mean if 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 people wanted to go ahead and, and uh you know set up their own state chain entities um they're kind of you know welcome to do that um and yeah basically we would pre- appreciate any kind of feedback people can give us um but yeah but it's been yeah we, we're getting a lot of good we're getting a lot of good uh kind of uh uh feedback on yeah that this is something that people would use and people would uh find find valuable
0: oh yeah no i think i'm very excited to see uh see a proper implementation of state chains come to market. It seems like you guys are on the right path and very much looking forward to the GUI and the the mainnet product when it launches. I'm sure we'll definitely be testing it out and letting the freaks know
1: <laughs> how it went. Um, so definitely keep us updated on everything that's going
2: on. Yeah,
0: sure. Matt, Yeah, Matt, do you have anything to wrap up with?
1: Thanks for coming on, Tom. Really appreciated this conversation.
2: Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's been, it's
0: been good. I appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoy it. The rest of your night. Yeah. Um. Thank you again for, for taking an hour to come uh, explain this to us. Uh, again, very bullish and excited to see what we have in store moving forward. So cheers. that's all we got this week, freaks.
2: <laughs> cheers. Oh, cheers. Peace and love. Tiki!